Hey guys, I'm recording this solo on a full moon. Ignore what I just said. But whoever believes in these things, I think it's very, very full circle. Thank you so much to all of you solos. The listenership has been amazing and I'm super excited to record for you guys all of the topics that you're going Keep going, keep listening and keep sending me stuff. Today's solo is called the Khawaga and Being Enough. And this episode is full circle because I think in it's even out of topics in my notebook or whatever or in my notes when I the podcast. من أول الحاجات اللي بقالي about three years نفسي أتكلم فيها. This episode is a little bit controversial because I'm going to talk about a lot of things and I'm going to talk in English and in Arabic مع بعض at the same time and in and of itself already I've pissed people off <laughs> which is hilarious. لأن أول سؤال بجد جالي when I started the podcast was Ida, but why is the podcast in English? And you can alienate yourself from all the people. And then I'm an Arab girl. And I grew up in Jeddah in Saudi Arabia. And I'm part Saudi, all of this, na na na. So I was like, okay, this is a bit awkward. Because even though Arabic is my mother tongue, quote unquote, but because I grew up in Jeddah in Saudi Arabia, which is something that I've explained extensively in previous solos, I ended up speaking predominantly English because everyone around me can be kalim lahget Arabi ghirbad, Suri, Lebanani, Saudi, whatever. Fa we just felt it was easier to speak English. And then I ended up with a very strong American English accent. I don't even want to begin to tell you how that was received when I first arrived in Egypt. Taban al-Khawaga is fully, fully, fully ingrained in our society, whether it is in our Egyptian society or even regionally, I see it everywhere. And I find it as a major issue because in and of itself, al-Khawaga, al-Khawaga being a foreigner or the foreigner, whatever, usually referring to the West, Essentially means that an oda means that it's a knot or a mushkila. <laughs> we have it's kind of like a feeling of lack, right? So you feel like you are not enough because you are not of another place, because you are from here. And the most fucked up sentence I've ever heard in my life is Audit al Khawega. Because in and of itself It just literally says that me right here, I'm not enough. I'm looking at a different society in a different part of the world with different looks and ideals and values and principles. And that's enough. That's what I would aspire to be. And if I was that way, then I would be successful or better or whatever. And what I am right now is intrinsically not enough. I feel like growing up in Egypt, for example, and hearing that masal is literally a crisis point for many people, okay? Because if you do not, throughout your life, develop confidence enough to understand the value of being, for example, an Egyptian Arab Muslim woman or an Egyptian Arab Christian woman or an Egyptian Arab whatever woman or man, or any other 
Arab country or religion or skin tone. I'm just giving an example as myself, right? But that's an issue. So let's start by asking the question, why did we develop Aqdat al-Khawaiga? This is a huge, massive question, to be honest with you. And I don't think I can fully answer it in a podcast. But what I can say is that it's quite unfortunate because coming from Egypt, this is the cradle of civilization. At some point, everything was invented in ancient Egypt and then extracted from there and developed and exported, etc. But we lost it. Like we lost our shit at some point is the only way I can really describe it and summarize it. And therefore, we gave away our power as a country, as a region, as a culture, as a civilization, as a religion to the narratives of a completely different part of the world. And that then became the ideal. Now, there's nothing wrong with aspiring to be better. There's nothing wrong with wanting more. But if the thing that you are aspiring to is inherently impossible for you, because you cannot rebirth yourself into another culture, another skin tone, another eye color, another whatever it is, then that's an issue. But the bigger issue comes with the sort of, I want to say, the nuances of then becoming more westernized as an Arab society, right? And then hating on ourselves for adhering to or succumbing to Aqdat al-Khawaiga. That's the real mindfuck, you guys. So I grew up in Saudi Arabia, ended up with an American accent, came to Egypt, and everyone was like, Lisanha ma'wug, okay? Which, at the beginning, honestly, Lisani kan ma'wug. Well, Lisani mazel ma'wug, if you listen to this podcast or in general, I'm never going to sound like I grew up here because I didn't, right? My Arabic is perfect, so is my English, but at the end of the day, my accent is not that of someone who grew up in this country or was educated in this country, etc., because I was surrounded by foreigners, right? So then you get judged for that, and you think, so we have Aqdat al-Khawaiga, and I sound like a Khawaiga, so what is there to do, right? Like, Am I going to accept being hated on? Am I going to stick to only the circles where this is something that is acceptable and never exit, never interact with the people of my country because of the fact that they think that I'm a Khawaiga, right? Which is either A, intimidating, B, looks arrogant, or C, obnoxious, or all three. It's never like, oh, wow, she's educated or he's educated. It can be in very certain specific exclusive situations, but overall, it just creates a complete and utter mindfuck, right? So how does one sort of maneuver their way around this Aqdat al-Khawaiga, whether or not you're someone who's aspiring to it or someone who is sort of hated on for being that archetype of, you know, a Khawaiga in your own country? I think the first thing to do is ask yourself, what is enough, right? Why would I ever think that I am not enough as I am in my country, in my skin, in my body, in my mind? mind and my principles and my values. And you are enough. That's the very first point that I wrote down when I wanted to start this episode. It's a question of being enough. Like it's a question of accepting the fact that yes, I am proud and very proud to be Egyptian. I wouldn't want to be anything else. I avoid even speaking about 
other parts of my nationalities because personally I think there's nothing better than being Egyptian and I'm sure that certain people في كل أنحاء العالم بيفكروا بنفس الطريقة in their countries عمرنا ما سمعنا إن الخواجة عنده عقدة العالم العربي they aspire to understanding seeing experiencing our culture ولما بيجوا هنا بيبقوا منبهرين ما فيش حاجة مبهرة قد إن الواحد يقف قدام حاجة زي الأهرامات for example and you realize that human beings built the last remaining of the seven wonders of the ancient world, which is the Great Pyramid of Giza. I don't want to deviate, but at the end of the day, I want to pinpoint that there has been a shift. And I really felt the shift during truly the last FIFA World Cup when Qatar hosted it. And I felt like there was a sort of return to who we are as a region, who we are as um, an Arab civilization as a whole, who we are as the Middle East and North Africa, GCC. And there's been a lot of dialogue shifts in podcasting and many different fields and entities that sort of bring us back from this idea of Audit al-Khawaga. Shift the perspective of youth in that we live and go when we look at our beliefs, على طريقتنا احنا وتفكيرنا والسيفيلايزيشنز بتاعتنا وازاي ان yes you are from this place with this type of thinking so the shift is real and i see it across all platforms and cultures but i think it's finding the confidence to take action and really stabilize your voice and understand the importance of being proud of who you are and not aspiring to something that is absolutely positively detrimental to your society. I think with TikTok and Instagram and social media, finally, after years, the representation of what it is to be Arab youth, right? And I'm saying that in a very, very, very broad perspective. But in the end, we start to see other on social media and all of these things. It just reminds you that Audit al-Khawaga is something that I feel like was one of the biggest downfalls of our Arab society. And we just did ourselves such an injustice to even create such a complex because it is absolute utter bullshit to sit here and have young people hear adults speak in this way, right, about their society or about their looks or about their تفكير أو أي حاجة تانية يعني لما بتلاقي إن في uh, there was that song بتاعت إسري ياسين and um, مريم فارس زهرة they spoke about إنه بنت حلوة وصمرة it's fascinating to me that when summer comes along and everyone gets tanned which is something that people literally pay thousands of dollars for بجد our grandparents start freaking out لو إزاي إسمريتي أوي إيمانيتي أوي what does that mean We are Middle Eastern women with skin tones that are tanned. Olive, you know, bronze, brown, whatever. So what is wrong with getting a little bit of color, naturally melanin in the summer? I'm not saying fry yourself. That's unhealthy. Please use sunscreen. <laughs> This is something I preach all the time. But part of Audit al-Khawaga is preaching to young Arab girls that Being of a different skin tone or a different hair color or a different eye color or whatever isn't beautiful. Ma'in, most of the ideals of beauty 
are actually gorgeous, chocolate, dark-haired, brown-eyed, stunning, powerful women. Everyone is beautiful. Everyone is beautiful. And there are, you know, Bessim Yusuf came up once and he was speaking about the complex of Afrocentrism with Zain Homa, Masselu Cleopatra as a black woman. And I really liked what he said because he he himself was like, I'm Egyptian and yes, I have blue eyes and potentially maybe, you know, light hair and light skin and whatever, but Egyptians come in all different shapes and sizes and colors. And that in and of itself was incredible that he came up and defended the fact that Cleopatra was of Greek descent and that she should and did look a certain way, that we shouldn't try, even in that sense, to implement Qa'udat al-Khawaiga and allow our narrative to be taken away from us, like swept from under our feet. You should be proud in the summer that you have the ability to get a beautiful tan for free, <laughs> like literally. And I'm saying this because I know that everyone now has a gorgeous tan. So rock it. Love it. You know, like that's incredible. It's so, so, so beautiful. You don't need to use self-tanner or sit in a box or whatever. You know, what a blessing, literally. But I think one of the ways to remedy this is to stop comparing ourselves to other societies. And that is a really difficult thing to do. But I think that starts with educating yourself on who you are and where you're from. For me personally, as Noor, one of the beginning points of letting go of this complex, not that I ever really had it, thank God, because I didn't grow up here. I grew up in a very international setting. So I never, ever, ever experienced this. I found it very awkward, to be honest. I accent Westernized, etc. But I'll get to that. And a part of the Oda is not accepting that people can be of your culture and can have traits that are not the same as you. But that doesn't mean that they're trying to say that that is better. It's kind of a complicated idea to grasp, but I'll try and break it down. So yeah, not comparing yourself to others, understanding that what you were given really is a gift, first of all, to be of a certain place, to look a certain way, to think a certain way. And that that is unique to you. That is something that nobody else has. And I think the lack of comparison is something that was really ingrained in me from when I was, literally from when I was a child, because my parents were the type of parents where if I compared myself, if I asked for something that someone else had or whatever, they would never give it to me. And to be honest, I think it was such an incredible way to instill in me a self-confidence that my choices are exclusive and unique to me. And that is who I am. Working on not comparing yourself to other people and figuring out what you want and the value in who you are is the first step to releasing yourself from the shackles of Aodat al-Khawaiga. And then moving on from that is that you need to start developing and expanding your world view. Now, this is something that I was blessed with from a very young age. Because I grew up in a in a country and in a in a school in a situation where I had the world view 
presented to me مش العكس يعني كل صحابي كانوا from all across the world along with traveling I already understood kind of the dynamics of different places and the differences between us and what makes us the same and what makes us unique there are things we all have in common we're human beings like kindness and love and care and, and compassion والحاجات دي كلها ما بتتغيرش you know بس في حاجات كتير قوي that make us different and everyone is unique in that sense but we celebrated that دايما عندنا في المدرسة كان في international day وفعلا if international day كان في أكتر من ميت So I think if you haven't been exposed to something like that, you need to push yourself to either read or learn or watch or travel and understand what makes you and your culture and your society and your history unique. وإيه الفرق ما بين ما بينك أو ما بينك وحد تاني في بلد تانية في مكان تاني في شكل تاني بطريقة تانية وإيه اللي بيميز كل واحد فيكو individually as, as a human, as a person, as a representative of a culture and society because when you understand your differences you're able to appreciate them and respect them and therefore amplify and capitalize on them, right? So that's why I put a major emphasis on traveling in this episode. And if you can't travel, you can read, you can research, you can go on TikTok. Which is, if you are from the region, but... You have Western ideas with Afkir, with Sakafa, with Tariq Kalem, What do you do then? Because you get very much outcasted in a way at first when you come in with an extremely, say, American way of thinking and accent and all of that. And people find that very hard to digest. And some people look up to it and you can use it to your advantage. You can use it as a tool. It's something that can definitely be sort of capitalized on. But at the same time, it can come up as a disadvantage because if you meet people who find this intimidating, that's where the problem lies. I think the issue here is that Ines are actually partially خواجت because you cannot, and this takes us to the idea of like the diaspora and all of those conversations around expat kids and golfy kids etc لان لو انا واحده مصريه بس بيسكلي عشت 18 سنه بره مصر بسافر ورايحه وجايه بره مصر وباجي بس في الصيف بعدين جيت مصر هو انا I can never be fully the same as someone who grew up here. But that doesn't mean in that I'm trying to act. It doesn't mean that I'm sort of glorifying al-khawaga or tariqat al-khawaga or believe in aqdat al-khawaga or even have it. It just means that I grew up somewhere where I acquired a different accent, but was also exposed to Western ideas and Western thinking because of the fact that one of my best friends, for example, was Australian or British or American, whatever. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, we have to give people the space to be themselves, but understand that we cannot idealize in our society a different culture and a different, you know, look and idea and feel. ما ينفعش إن إحنا نعظم حاجة اسمها عقدة الخواجة وبعد كده نزعل لما إحنا نبقى فشلين أو أو بندور على حاجة مش عندنا بندور برا نفسنا وبرا السوسايتي بتاعتنا وبرا الثقافة بتاعتنا وبنحاول نغير في شكلنا وطريقة كلامنا والكلام ده كله عشان إحنا عظم 
عظمنا حاجه بجد مش اتينبل بالنسبه لنا ف the summary of this episode truly is figuring out how to look inside yourself understand that you are enough look around you analyze your society and your culture and compare it to others in a way where you understand the pros and cons of different types of human beings and human interactions and ultimately accept the fact that في ناس هتبقى كبرت في مصر surrounded by فكرة عقدة الخواجة at the end of the day this made them lose a lot of self-confidence in themselves and that there's something so unique about being Egyptian or being from wherever وفي ناس ما تربتش هنا وجت من حتة برا بنحس انهم خواجات بس they're actually Egyptian and maybe they're just trying to find themselves again you know come back to themselves عقدة الخواجة دي من أكتر الحاجات اللي لما جيت مصر من عشر سنين كانت بجد مزولاني مش فاهماها ومش فاهمه احنا ليه اصلا بنتكلم في حاجه زي كده او بنبربتشويت فكره زي دي and it's very very problematic so i thought i would do an episode about it عشان افهمكم انه it is a learning curve it's a process to unlearn ان احنا نطلع التفكير التوكسيك ده من مخنا من تفكيرنا من ثقافتنا when replace it بفكره ان احنا know we are enough and there are people that sound different but at the end of the day we're all human really we're all the same fundamentally but you got to find a way to believe that you're enough to understand in order to khawaga is detrimental to your self confidence and to look at yourself and look inside yourself when if amna nahna fa'lan kifaya bitariqatna bikalamna bishaklina بكل حاجة and start from there because if you don't have this as a baseline, as a foundation, as a beginning, I truly think and there's nowhere to go from there. And if you're already trying to be successful and aspire to be someone you're not, إن إحنا بنبص إن إحنا نبقى حد تاني بطريقة تانية بشكل تاني في ثقافة تانية بلغة تانية أصلاً that's setting yourself up for failure. يعني احنا كده بنقرر ان احنا هنفشل قبل ما نبتدي ف that's my advice and that's my two cents on eradicating فكره عقده الخواجه and ان احنا نقتل التفكير ده خالص و basically نبتدي من الاول نبص على احنا ابتدينا من فين وعايزين نروح فين ونقرر ان احنا هنعظم ثقافتنا وشكلنا وجمالنا وطريقتنا ولغتنا وكلامنا ولهجتنا وكل حاجه بتاعتنا احنا وبعد كده whoever wants to accept it perfect and whoever doesn't that's totally fine that's life all right guys that was it hope you guys loved this episode we have akalam aktar bikteer fi mawdu' languages da bas on a different solo see you soon